0: Hi, this is Show Quitter Kim.
1: And this is Token Sean Patterson.
0: And you are listening to the Heroes Home Base podcast.
2: Hmm. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode. This is uh, Rob. This is Mark. Hey, this is Rich episode what the hell is this 34? 34 34 sounds right all right so we've got uh another home-based communication tonight but we also have the one and only show quitter kim back on the show say hello hi nice bonus. Bonus. bonus so before we get into the home-based communication we're gonna have sean patterson involved in the opening conversation with the news i know i put a little snippet in the last episode but wonder woman coming out on christmas day on HBO max or in the theaters. H- how are we going to watch this? Cause <laughs> I, don't this, I, I don't think I'm going to go to, I don't think I'm going to go to the theaters.
3: Um all my theaters are closed. Yeah.
2: New York city is closed, man. Uh, I will be watching it from my living room. I don't know about Christmas day, but shortly thereafter.
3: Oh, I can't believe this movie needs to be seen in theaters. It really does. I can't believe I got to watch it from my couch. To be fair, I mean, the movie industry looks
1: like it's been going downhill since... They, I mean, this is like long overdue. I mean, to tell you the truth, the $80 popcorn, the $20 drinks and everything like that. I mean, you can watch it in the comfort of your own home with your family right there.
3: Yeah. I save a thousand calories.
1: Exactly. And save, <laughs> that that heart stopping butter that they usually put on there and everything like that. It's just, it, I think it's perfect to tell you the truth. Just to watch it in, the, in your home. You're not telling anybody to shut up. It's not it, God. I mean, just looking back at when we were young, just going to that daredevil. I know people wanted to see that and there's just a bunch of kids back there making, just joking. It's like, shut the hell up. So now it's just like, you don't have to tell anybody to shut up except like you, your kids or something like that. So you're in the comfort of your own home too. I think if I'm, yeah. HBO and if Max you, it is.
2: And if you got HBO Max, you're not paying extra for it. So I know that my DC Universe subscription is kind of, it's kind of ended. And I know that it's going to, that platform is going to stick around, but I think it's just going to be exclusively like digital comics and digital content like that. So like Titans and all those shows are going to HBO Max. So yeah. It's it's now, kind did, of a it's kind of a win. Up,
1: did they end up buying them out or what ended up? No, I think it's
2: that? just a, I think it just happened when they merged, so everything merged together. So oh, okay, all right. So a couple news things, Mark. You're gonna like this. Okay. So this coming week, I don't know when this will come out, but this coming week, Tom King's Bat Batman and Catwoman comes out. Oh okay. yeah. All right, so I saw a bleeding cool article and it literally says Tom King, Catman, Catman. Jesus Christ. Tom yeah. King Batman. <laughs> 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 Tom King Batman and Catwoman in Batman Catwoman number 1.
0: Starting it off with a
2: bang. Starting off with a bang, literally. literally. Superstar comic book writer and former CIA operative Tom King has weighed in on what may be the most important question of the next week or maybe even next year. Screw it, this is the most important question of most of our lifetime. Do Batman and Catwoman f- in the upcoming Batman Catwoman number one? According to Tom King, the answer is yes king took to twitter to answer the question as asked by a fan and potential reader of the comic who plans to base her purchase as we all should on the result and king unequivocally made clear what we all need to know batman and catwoman in this (laughs) so uh black label infamous for the old bat penis in uh batman damn so lord only knows what the hell they've got going on in uh this book. So there you go, Mark. Little softcore porn for you.
3: Well, I, um, I look forward to reading it. I think it's going to be a great story. Um, I, th- I do. I think it's going to be a great story. I think the artwork is going to be great. I read I-
2: Playboy for the articles.
3: Well, I just you know, love Mark's segue there.
2: I look forward to reading it. I, I do. Just, I won't look at it, but I'm going to read it.
3: Because I'm excited because, you know, I've been on this Batman role, so I'm excited to keep the train going. I've been counting down to December. I think it comes out Tuesday. I think that's December 1st. So I, w- I already have which Midtown Comics location I'm going to pick it up from i'm gonna pick it up from downtown on fulton street i'm excited
2: well good i mean uh so
3: it's gonna come out monthly right I mean, that's <coughs> gonna suck because i don't want to wait every month it's so long
2: yeah it's gonna be a 12 it's gonna be well it's gonna be a 12 issue mini series so it's all year yeah so hopefully there won't be any delays but i mean i know how i've talked on this show about how i feel about tom king's writing and all that but so far I'm going to give it a shot because I referenced the Rorschach book that he's writing and issue two came out a couple weeks ago and it's so far, it's not, it's not so bad. So Rob, did Dude, you, I'm, I'm confused. To as, I'm confused as hell. I, did you read both of them? Yes. I read both of them. I feel like I'm, I'm missing some key pieces of information. That's kind of how Tom King is. So it's like, it's a puzzle. That he's giving you the, I don't know, let me try to explain this. He gives you the answer to the puzzle, but then doesn't give you any of the pieces. It's just put together. And then you've got to figure out how the hell he came to that conclusion, I guess. So I don't know. Obviously, Hmm. that's a, a, a writing style that is either excellent or not, but I don't know. I give him, I mean... The dude's got good credentials, but as far as like execution, he leaves so much vague gray areas that it's like I just want to f- an answer. Mm. So, all right, so that's pretty much all the news that I got. Well, I'm excited, and just be on the lookout for our review. Yeah. So, do we want to wrap up Three Jokers yet, Rob? Did you get a chance to finish reading that, Rob? what Would yeah, you I think? Um, I liked it. What do you think of the, the ending? ending- The ending threw me a bit. I uh, was not expecting... Well, I mean, I totally expected Batman to, you know, leave Barbara and Jason out of the loop in terms of, hey, I know who his identity is. And I knew it, like, what, three, four days after I first encountered him. Uh, But I wasn't expecting the the wife and child. That took me for a... The whole thing about
0: Batman knowing his identity made me feel better about Batman since he's, like, the world's greatest detective and all. It would be stupid after all this time for him to not know the real name.
3: And honestly, the Joker, that one bad day, really never happened.
2: Yeah. Well, Kim read it. So why don't you just give like your brief overall uh, assessment of it? Obviously, Jason Faubach's art is the shit, but... I totally
0: love the artwork and I didn't love Jason moving in on Barbara because you know I love Dick and Barbara together but I do really love Jason. The one thing that kind of drives me nuts about Batman is how many times they, like, rehash a central theme and the whole, like, Jason being mad at Bruce thing, like, okay, we get it, we know. So that kind of annoyed me.
2: What would you think of the ending? You said
1: Dick and Barbara.
2: That's his name.
1: Dick <laughs> and Babs, they're my
3: OTP.
2: <laughs> All right, Mark, you got any wrap up?
3: I just, that, it makes me think now because that one, I made me feel a little bit bad for the Joker. I had some sympathy for him, you know, because he really thought his wife and child died. Yeah. You know, and that part kind of pulled at my heartstrings a bit. And that one bad day... Never really happened. So it's like all the killing he's done, all the evil works he's done. It's almost like didn't really kind of have to happen, you know. So it's just I just felt bad, and I was happy to see that his wife and child they were alive and okay. It just makes me think that you know, does she know who her husband is? Who he turned out to be, you know? And it's just I thought it was a great. I had to read it twice. I didn't was not expecting that. It's a total. Here you how long was how long ago was that story, you know? So now we have a completely total twist 20, 30 years later. So I thought that was great. What did you guys think about me. the
0: whole like Batman's moment with Joe Chill?
3: Oh, um, that was really like closure. Closure, oh. kind of like he forgave him, kind of like he still saved his life, even though he could have left him there to die. When a building was blowing up, you know, it's almost like...
0: And I feel like if he had
3: left him there to
0: die when the building was blowing up, then that would basically go against everything he stood for. Because the whole reason that Jason is so mad at him is because he won't kill the Joker. After everything
3: that happened with Barbara, he won't kill the Joker. Right, right. And I think that he... I I think that in the end, he did forgive him.
2: So I think that Batman knew for quite some time that it doesn't matter what if Joe Chill apologized or not. He kind of chose his path. So I think, you know, it was nice to have that closure. But it also spoke to just how... um, sinister the joker is you know he, he never ceases to amaze you except he amazes me all the time that he went after chill so that he could again he wants to be batman's number one you know so right. i guess what surprised me about it was if joker has that much pers, if he's that persistent do you think he'd ever look into like if his wife and child are still alive. I don't know. That's he a good question. if so he would just. Broken
0: by the news of that day that he just
3: couldn't ever rehash it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just confused. And but, also, I mean, it makes
3: you think: If Joe Chill hadn't killed Bruce's parents, would Gotham be the way it is now? Because I was because they were trying to make Gotham better. These were the two—not that they were the last two good people—but they had the, they were in, they had the position and the power to make Gotham a better place. And Joe Chill kind of took that away.
2: But I guess like that's why I have a problem with shows like Gotham that paint this picture that all these criminals come out of the woodwork without Batman being there because then they turn around and w- point their finger like, well, Batman's the reason that I'm in prison or Batman's the reason I got hauled off to Arkham Asylum. Like Batman, Batman, Batman. And it's like, if there's no f- Batman, then none of these people quote unquote exist. So it's like, do we really think that Batman created all these crazy s- or or what? So, or do they
1: really just need an excuse to go crazy? Right. Or to basically justify their craziness is to point that finger and say, yes, that's the that's it. That's the guy who made me who I am today. Even though Gotham basically points out they were way there before right. he even showed up. Right, yeah. Sean, you want to hear a joke yeah. from the comic? Yes.
0: The Joker said, why did Batman and Robin stop going fishing together? Why is that? Because Robin wouldn't quit eating the worms. <laughs> <sighs>
1: That should have came with jazz hands and a (laughs) spinning bow tie. (laughs) 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 Now, I I do have a question. This is just a like I said, um, I have a lot going on right now in my life, so it's just one of those things where I haven't got to actually sit down and read because this is one thing that's on my list to read as well too. No, for for newbies, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh no, it's, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, it, oh believe me, this was a spoiler. It is what it is. I'm not one of those guys. That I start harumping at <laughs> guys who give it away. It's not that, but if I want to get into, what am I looking or not looking at? But how? What is this about the three jokers for us laymen who are for us dummies out there getting ready to read and everything like that? I
2: think Showkitter or Quinn. Wow, show. Quitter her Kim can I'd love to hear her introduce the book because we've rambled on about it for a couple episodes now
0: I mean it was a three-part series and I think it just brought in one I love the bat family so I was into it because it was Barbara and Jason and it just kind of rehashed some of their drama with the Joker and it kind of highlighted some of his different like faucets of his personality like who he is, like the criminal, the comedian, comedian in the clown. comedian in the class.
1: It's it's actually pretty cool right there. Now, does it take place in the present or is yes. it yes. the past? It's present, okay.
2: present, and it's basically canon.
1: So this is this is Jason Todd, Red Hood. Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: It is okay. in the present, and I kind of liked the very first issue because um, part of the artwork was showing like all of Bruce's scars and how he got them, in particular. Right. Some from the Joker and then Barbara Scar from him. Um, and then Jason is, you know, he was pretty obviously beat up by him. So it just kind of like started out with them kind of remembering their pain caused by him and then filtered into this story.
3: Oh, oh, I can't gosh. wait. I would love a novelization of this. I would read that. They just, boy.
2: I want to say they came out with a hardcover already. And then yeah, uh, we talked about on the last show that they're going to do a one shot uh, sequel. Uh, <laughs> Don't know when that's yes. coming out, but it it will be coming out.
1: Now, question for you: Do you think like Red Hood is starting to get like a lot of popularity, like Harley Quinn is right now? Meaning that a lot of people are starting to get into Jason Todd's character. From what I've seen and what I've read, it's just like a lot of people are like really getting into Jason Todd. Like I Red think Hood, that I those. think that
2: Jason Todd now. Is a way more interesting character than he was when he was Robin. Because when he was Robin, he was a of dick, course. and I, I'm glad they killed him off. But as far as his comic has gone, you know, it's Red Hood and the Outlaws, and then it was just Red Hood Outlaw, and now it's just Red Hood. I mean, I don't collect it, so I don't really, I haven't really read anything other than this was probably the last story that I read with him in it since I don't know New Fifty Two stuff that Kim bought at a con. I don't know. Like he seriously is like the anti Batman carrying a gun, gunning people mm-hmm. down. So like, I don't know. Like, I think that I know his book does fairly well. And I say that now and they'll probably cancel it, but like, I don't know. I, I, I can see his rise in uh, popularity. Yeah. I don't know if it's at the level of Harley Quinn. I mean, I think that's an anomaly, but
1: that's no, what I'm saying is I think he's getting to that point where he's starting to bubble his characters. And like you said, it's just that he's the anti-Batman and that's what it, he won't kill. He won't do what needs to be necessary like Jason Todd will. And that's why I think a lot of, this is just, again, I'm just a lame. So I just like I just like the mythos of that character right there where it's just, he he's willing to do what Batman isn't willing to do. And I think that's what is relating more with a lot of comic book readers right there. And that's why I say, I think he's, starting to bubble up like harley quinn was like harley quinn just blew up and i think Har- i think jason todd is on that level of he's getting ready to blow up so that's, that's why i was getting that right there
3: oh, i wondering. love jason Todd. i
0: feel like in terms of the bat family like he is a part of it but he's also like his own set of rules and i i kind of like that yeah about yeah.
3: That. yeah
1: like a like a cousin that just comes I mean, around, they all still love know. him and
0: accept him but he's really off beat yeah. he brings some drama and I really love him as a character, which is weird because I'm not right. like a huge person that's into vengeance, but kind of like you said, I just after a certain point with Batman, it's like, dude, really? And then Jason Todd's like, okay, we're just not going to do this anymore.
1: Uh, it's, yeah, cousin Eddie, basically. He is like, we love him, it's but oh, God, he, but he, oh, lord, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> that's he—that's almost what he feels like right there. Is yeah, but I did. Rob, go ahead. I'm sorry, man, I interrupt. No, you. you're good.
2: I think he's a he's an interesting combination. I think as Robin, he was a little bitch and then he's obviously, you know, there's some Lazarus Pit stuff going on there. So he's kind of like this complex character of he wants to please Batman but he hates Batman and he's almost like Batman's loose cannon. Yep. Like he will do he will he would be like Batman would be him if he didn't have the integrity and the, you know, the code, the principles and the code that he has. So it's almost like if you want to know what Batman would look like if he crossed the line, look no further than Red Hood. Do you I think, think though, is. do you think Batman gives him a pass because he knows he's got Lazarus Pitt, quote unquote, drama? Well, I think there's some of that. But I also think what could Batman like The the strange thing is, and I think this this series actually exploited it pretty well what could Batman do? I think
0: he has a lot of guilt about what happened is why
1: he gives him more I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. It feels like like a lot of guilt that he has on his conscience right there where he lets him... It's like when you spank your kid and everything and it's just like you feel so guilty. Like, oh, you know what? Go have some Jello. It's on me and everything. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It, It almost feels like that, but I think that's exact. Kim just hit it right on the head that's just guilt at the end of the day right they like he let jason down at the end of the day uh with the joker so it now it's just like it's almost like a, i don't want to say remorse but it's almost like a here you, know, you can do this or, or i'm not going to stop you i will i will chastise you but i'm not going to stop you cuz well, let's be honest Bat, makes- if batman really wanted to he really could have or he can at the end of the day
3: well and it's like I feel stressed for batman because it's like i feel stress when he's around Jason, cause he knows Jason is like teetering on the edge and he's trying hard not to let him go that route. But it's just like, but he feels, like you said, he feels guilty, but it's, he feel, I feel stress when he's interacting with Jason.
2: I almost think the guilt is why like Bruce even lets him in. Yeah. Like, because otherwise like he just wouldn't even, he would just cut him out. And there's plenty of scenes where he's like bitching him out or Bruce is. So it's clear that, you know, he's not afraid to to chew him out, but it's almost like this is one of Batman's weaknesses. Like, legally, what could he do? Because he would, they, I think they mentioned that, what, twice in this series? That he can't really turn him in after he gunned down one of the Jokers because he'd have to unmask spoiler himself. Alert. So it's like, <laughs> sorry, shit
1: and there's another one <laughs> but it's all good but yeah I,
2: yeah it's I but it's fair sean there are like how many jokers is joker trying to create in this so there's an endless supply of jokers so that's how i'll correct the spoiler
1: yeah oh it's it's all good it like i said it's just i i, I really like right now i've just been with online and everything like i try to like i said i really want to sit down and read them myself but when i don't have the time i mean the, like listening to you guys, or I'll listen to like uh, there's a great YouTube paid uh, comic historian or whatever, and he goes through like different and that I don't know if you guys are familiar with the deceased. or oh, I don't know if I'm oh, deceased, yeah. and apparently Jason Todd is a complete badass in the later issues of that right there. Where I mean, he's basically he found the dead Joker. Uh, spoiler alert: he found a dead Joker. And he basically put him on the hood of the Batmobile, and he's almost like a trophy. He's riding through town trying to save whoever he can. And I would, he basically the Joker's a hood ornament. At that <laughs> point.
2: I would highly recommend reading that. That's that's still I think there's still two more in the uh, whatever the new segment of that storyline. It just keeps going and going. It was originally like a six-parter, and it did it so well. Kind of branched it off did, with a couple sure. one-shots, and now there's two other sub separate um stories but yeah i was supposed to get my uh superman zombie action figure it was supposed to come out this past week yeah nobody got it and then i'm looking for it on amazon they've got all the action figures but superman and then i found a wet or kim found i'm sorry show quitter kim found a website that had it bought it and then i got an email 2 days later like oh we never got these in we shouldn't have even had it on the site we're going to issue a refund and i'm like so yeah.
1: I'm still waiting. on my Zombie, That's Superman. Awesome. Sounds like those. It sounds like PS5, Xbox <laughs> Series X, and everything like that. It's yeah. like, why would you even post it if you don't have anymore? Why, why do that? All
2: right. So oh, the inventory on our website may be wrong. Well, then, what's the point of having it? Right, right. Say, it, preach it, brother. All right. <laughs> so let's get into really digging into Mr. Sean Patterson. So a little bit of backstory, like this group right now on the podcast has known each other for God, 20 plus years. And like I've worked with Sean at three different companies. Sean was one (laughs) of the guys that I originally went to when we were trying to create this podcast. And I know Sean has written into the show before. So it was only a matter of time till we had him come on as a home-based communication uh, reluctantly, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I'll just give a little backstory between me and Sean. Like we can have a phone conversation of, "Hey, what's going on with you?" And uh, catch up, and it'll turn into like an hour and a half long conversation from current events to, and it always seems to circle back to comics and and comic movies and (laughs) Batman versus Superman. But even though Sean doesn't currently collect anything, he's very well versed in the comic genre, so I figured we would uh, definitely get him on the show. Mark, do you want to take it away, sir?
3: Absolutely. So first, can you tell us, when did you first fall in love with comics?
1: Uh, I think I was, uh, I want to say eight, nine years old. Um, we were at school, and they happened to have this, it, it was like reading time, and they, we got to choose from books, and there was like a big, huge and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. it's a big huge Marvel, like the new X-Men book. Okay. Like this is the old X-Men were kidnapped. They don't know what happened to the like Cyclops, Jean Gray, and all them. So they start putting together or Professor X start putting together a new team. Uh you had your Wolverine, you had Colossus, um, yeah, oh, you had Storm. I mean, it was it was like, wow, this I was really enamored with the whole hero culture back in the day and it's just built from there so I mean then it's just like okay then you discover okay now I oh my mom's gonna let me watch Superman now now I get to watch Superman now I get to watch Batman and it's like you get just so overcome by all the superheroes and everything like that that it's just like you fall in love with it so I think that's where it started probably around like eight or nine years old just that whole falling in love with superheroes
3: nice so
2: do you remember like i've we talked about this on the last one we did but i can, i still can't remember what my first comic was do you know what your first comic
1: book was it was actually that right that i was uh, referring to before it was like and i'm blaming i am no good with numbers or this was x-men number 42 right. you know what i'm saying i i'm not good with that i just remember like what i read yeah. So it was, like I said, it was one of those things where it was like, um, I think it was an Apache Indian who grew like 10 feet or was able to grow and everything. Um, it, it was just like, yeah, their whole search was just looking for the or the old X-Men, looking for your, what happened to them, your beast, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Angel. It was like, okay, we're putting together a new team, so we're just recruiting. So I, that's one I remember fondly right there. Cool. I'm pretty sure somebody listening to this will know exact. Hopefully, know what I'm talking about. But
2: Mark, do you know who just, that Native American was that would grow ten feet tall.
1: <laughs> Thunderbird. <laughs> Thunderbird. Thank you. See, he he did know why you why you laughing. He
3: did know, but he didn't grow As, ten feet tall though. But he wouldn't he just or wouldn't he expand? How he was I just we strong and very was, was it strong? He was an Indian, so he was like strong, and he had warrior. Um, Fighting skills, but he was—he didn't grow or anything, but because is- I know
1: he, yeah, because he ended up dying at or at some point, because that was like a big shocker. That was like my first like superhero death was him dying. It was like the second China. issue
3: he was ever in, and he died the second issue. <laughs> yes, it was real quick.
1: Yeah, it was like you finally. It's like <laughs> it really is. It's just like wow, that was damn. That was quick. So it was one of those things that's my first comic book experience right there
2: so mr patterson you know we love our movies so i need to know what is your favorite comic book movie Mm.
1: hey carumba well you know (laughs) if you need to
2: if you need some room you know you can give us your top five you know
1: oh no see that's i'll be honest with you that's like that that's a cheap way out right there doing the top five and everything So, I I mean, oh, Lord, I mean, there's been, this is what me and Rich has always talked about. It's just with me, I know there's been some god awful superhero movies, but growing up, you would never think that there'd be so many put on screen that I'm in my later age right now, I'm learning to appreciate them all. Yeah. Yeah. Even as awful as they are, Daredevil, I'm talking to you. So, it's I actually started
2: watching where, that the other day, I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh no, not, is, not, not Netflix. I remember? <laughs> I I'm talking to you, excuse me, let me take that back. I'm talking to you Ben Affleck Daredevil, not any
2: <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I started watching Yeah,
1: Netflix that. Oh yeah, oh, so funny right. Oh, Netflix got it right. Uh, god. But um god, there's so many out there though that it's just like it's hard to pinpoint one. But just for me, and this is the God honest truth, I really liked Man of Steel. I'm not, and Mm -hmm. this is no slight on any other comic book out there. Man of Steel is probably one of my favorites. And for the simple fact that I believe Kevin Smith said it best back in the day, it's like, we want a Superman Mm that is, we don't want this love story. We want this Okay. man that's flying that's <laughs> I, I hope I'm not I'm probably misquoting him and everything but I'm just going off of something he said like back in the day where he was just like we want this Superman that's punching we want this, this Superman that's flying and basically you've got all of that I mean just the movie itself is just what we've been waiting for We. I mean you had, of course you had your love story in there that's not bad but I mean just too Beings from another planet basically duking it out on Earth. And it's almost like, holy, f- there's two dudes up in the sky fighting. <laughs> that's what it would really be like if it was real life. Like, oh my f- God, they just took down, they just took out Madison Square Garden, or they just, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it almost felt like, like real alien invasion, like just scared and everything like that. And there's just, This savior that just comes out of nowhere to help us, but some think he's an evil dictator, some think he's just a savior that just came out of nowhere. I just, I love all aspects of it.
2: I really like the Russell Crowe. There's a lot more Jorel. Um, Krypton mythology in the movie that I wasn't expecting,
3: that I really loved a lot. I was
2: like, wow. Jor-El was a badass, man. Yeah.
3: I think He he was younger, you know, and he just seemed more like, it was just very contemporary.
1: Yeah, because we were always told that Jor-El was just... I mean, it was uh, Professor Freak from uh, The Simpsons and everything like that. He, yeah. he t- talked like this, and I got to send my belly to Earth, and mm-hmm. I hope he does well. You know what I'm saying? And this one was, Jorel was a complete badass. Uh-huh. And so, and and it's just like that, and it really did. It gave us like the Kryptonia mythos in there as well too, which I thought was beautiful.
2: The politics at, the, of Krypton.
1: At, <laughs> yes, Exactly, which is no different from what's going on now. It's just like it was so, it's good to see that the same thing happens on other planets. There's, <laughs> there's, I think no, what uh,
2: Patterson just said is global warming is real, folks, and we've got to, uh, it, it just, we,
1: we have to look into this, but
3: it's just like it was so
1: cool. It's just like that whole. The, they gave us meaning behind the S which we always thought hey that's super bad it's, it's like no it's it means hope on my planet so, so I mean, Sean what
2: do you say yeah. to the critics that say boo to the mass death at the end of that movie
1: you don't want to say collateral damage because that just seems like an asshole term right there but <laughs> unfortunately it it's what happens. I mean, you, again, you have an alien invasion and everything like that. I mean, this isn't Dragon Ball Z where you can just go out to the desert and duel and everything like that. We've got to get away <laughs> from these people. It would happen in a major metropolitan area if anything was to ever go down like that. And unfortunately, casualties happen. Right. I mean, do you think that that doesn't weigh on Superman? I mean, for God's sake, at the end, he broke his, I'm not going to kill I don't want to kill anybody to there's a family here and they're going to die. I have to kill to save this family. So he had to kill his own. It's almost like a brother and he had to kill right there to save aliens to him. Yes. So you see what I'm saying? It's just like, I hate to say it, but it's, it sucks. But I mean, there's, when you got two powerful beings flying like that, unfortunately casualties would, are going to end up happening.
0: It has to bring I a reality to it. Zod is there it to does. take over
1: the whole world. Superman can't be like,
0: yo, bro, can we move this to a less populated area? I mean, like just said, X4. you want to see yeah. two super-powered alien dudes fighting in the sky? It would just seem unrealistic,
1: kind of, to be like... And not one yeah. person died? Yeah. It's like, these, 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 mo- these mofos are coming together and making sonic booms when they hit. Right and uh, uh, we got a couple of broken bones, but no casualties to report on. But like, oh, this shit's stupid. <laughs> but but I think it that, just, uh, it's it's hit reality.
2: I think that uh, I know Zack Snyder catches a lot of shit. I'm glad that you picked Man of Steel because I know we talked a little bit about this when we talked to Doctor Doug. But the thing that I love about that movie is the way that he told the backstory, with chopping it up and Clark is remembering it, and it's just like that's how he chose to tell the story. Granted, we all know about BVS when he goes and shows the Waynes getting murdered and all that, because every time Batman's in a movie, we got to rehash that. But it's like... I've
1: seen that 20 times. Right.
2: I thought that the way that he showed his upbringing in that format was really, really good. And I loved Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent. So I like that. Good pick, Sean. I like it.
3: Yeah. It just,
1: I i love it. It's just, it told his backstory to the point where just looking about how he was raised and how he was treated, he could have gone the other side if he wanted to. Sure. Meaning yeah. that, I mean, they, they're picking on him. They don't know. I mean, he's, discovering his powers and everything. They think he's a freak and quite possibly just with a blink of an eye could basically wipe out humanity. Yep. So, I mean, it's almost like it, it, he could be the injustice Batman or Superman, excuse me, if he wanted sure. to be. Absolutely. But he, he actually chose this path in life. I mean, the I mean, of course, I, there's some things you can't get around. I mean, Lord knows at this point at his age, he, he can run pretty fast. I mean, my God, Tom Welling's Smallville was running fast at that age. He could have ran there, got his dad out from getting swept up by a hurricane or by a tornado. He could have done that. But he, I mean, again, there's certain things. I mean, there's here and there, there. All movies have their little flaws where you can nitpick on that and everything. But
2: Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Sean, because I think actually, and I, maybe I'm just making a mountain out of a mole here, here but I actually think the tornado scene was... Probably one of the greatest lessons that Jonathan Kent taught him, which was restraint, like my life is not worth you exposing yourself yet, and i don't know, like I think that there was a huge learn a huge lesson learned there, and also mm-hmm. you know it that hit on his human side by experiencing that loss when he knew he could have done something about it i don't know' There's, that's a good that's a good pick, man.
1: Uh, that, uh, that's perfect right there. That It's just like that restraint right there because Lord knows he could have just swooped in right there, but then you got so many eyes. And if we're equating that to modern age and everything like that, I mean, people always have their cell phones on them. So there's mm-hmm. no, even during a natural disaster, people are recording. And <laughs> they, will record, <laughs> they will record this man's, this boy speeding in and speeding out. And now you got nothing but the government on your ass at that point. And I think that's what Rob said it beautifully right there. Jonathan Kent, I think factored all that into the fact, like I'm not worth what could eventually happen to you in the future.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, So the flip side, uh, Mr. Patterson, what's your least favorite (laughs)
1: comment? Oh, (laughs) Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, there's, and I hate saying, and it's like, you don't want to put Marvel on blast like that. But I mean, I would, I, personally, it would probably have to be Fantastic Four. Which I, one? The original? Well, let's see. There's three of them. Um, we'll go with all three. I'm not a big <laughs> fan. I just, maybe it's just me. And maybe I'm just biased because I've, I, I, going, I never got into the Fantastic Four. I never did. So it's just like, you, got, when you. when you're telling a story about characters, you want to have an emotional investment in those characters. I personally, I felt nothing for Reed Richards, felt nothing for Sue Richards, felt nothing for Ben Grimm, and felt nothing for Johnny Storm at all. It's like, if you're going to make me want to, like Netflix did it great with Daredevil. They did it great with Iron Fist. They did it great with Jessica Jones with
3: did
1: they um compete with iron fist <laughs> iron
3: fist I I, big iron fist i think i no i think they did mm-hmm.
1: i personally I, so? I and and not because he he's originally asian or anything like that i just think netflix has a way of making you not look at the race rather than just look at the actual like character itself right there and i that, maybe it's just me like i said I, there's a lid for every pot so it, that just, it was a perfect fit for me right then. I, mm-hmm. I, I, think I, I liked it okay. now. Now I, I know it, it seems like I, I was doing good and now you're about to turn on me, but I really did. No, you're
3: just the only person I know that liked it, but. And, I, and again, going from perspective, that's all.
1: Oh, no, it's going back to, again, just seeing like superhero movies just come to the screen and everything like that. I, I love it, right? It's and again going back to I don't care how terrible it is or how good it is. It's just seeing it on the screen, like wow, they actually. Even if they did a horrible job at it, at least they gave it a shot. Same thing, and I'm saying Fantastic Four going back to the original is I just I couldn't get I couldn't relate to any of those characters at all. I just I never have and just watching it it just felt so boring and number two when they brought the silver surfer there was so much potential for that and i think it just
3: just a dud it sucks too because
2: when rob and i were collecting a marvel title it was heroes reborn fantastic four and i loved that book and I, I get what you're saying, because I would really like them to do it right, but they've basically done the story justice in a movie form. Maybe it just doesn't work in that context. I think some of these movies are getting greenlit because the superhero films are hot and they wouldn't yeah. necessarily green them 10 years ago or even hell no, 20 years ago. So it's like maybe, I guess to quote Alan Moore, the comic book medium he feels should never translate to film. So maybe this particular, you know, group of characters just don't do well in the film format. I don't know. Like they did not and, and, tell their backstory properly, but man, they've just f- tanked in the box office. Well,
3: times. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The first Fantastic Four was Jessica Alba, it did well in the box office enough for them to do a second one. But yes. critically, critics and people just didn't like it. And the third one, nobody liked it. Yeah, And it did not like perform them. well in the, in the box office.
1: Like, to be fair, it's like critics and viewers or the audience don't see eye to eye on anything. Uh-huh. And so for us to, like, come together as one to say, this movie stinks and it's got to be saying something right there and... Like I said, they had three times to make a decent final, or Final Fantasy, Jesus, uh, Fantastic Four <laughs> movie. And they, they, I mean, Thor ragnarok got it right on the third one. Yeah. I mean, my God, the first two were just, it was good to watch, but it was like, uh, okay, he's just Thor, all right. But it just made it, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok's was, I, I think, a great movie. It was like, whoa, where, where was this movie at the first two times? Now that Disney got their hands on it, maybe they can make something out of it, but who's to say? Yeah. You, you almost get scared too with Disney getting their hands on certain things as well too. Cause it's like Deadpool was a great movie. And now that Disney, are they going to make him PG 13? Because that right. does not work at all right. with making Deadpool a PG-13 movie.
2: Right. That's a good point. Dr. Doug would agree with you, Sean, about uh, worrying about Disney getting their tentacles and everything.
1: Yeah. Oh, Lord. It, it That mouse is evil as a mother. <laughs> but, I mean, my God, he's he's put... Uh, why do you have that scowl on your face there, uh, show quitter?
0: I like Mickey Mouse.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: well, the devil always comes to you in good form, and then he... T- 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then (laughs) he always is he persists himself very nicely and then it's like (laughs) afterwards and i think now i've bought star wars now i've bought marvel
2: now i've bought everything
1: (laughs) it's like my god man it's just is there anything sacred anymore Nope. (laughs)
2: nope Please sign on the dotted line and we own all rights to your property. Thank you very much for playing. Not to have you pick sides as far as characters go, but can you really speak to one comic book character that is your favorite? Like, obviously everybody knows mine's Superman, Rob's Batman, Mark is everything marvel do you have a particular superhero that you're just like that's my guy or my gal all
1: right well I I mean I got a couple in, in my arsenal right there um right now I'm I really like Hal Jordan I really like um, John Stewart like their direct version of Green Lantern um to be honest with you i the new one that's come out right now that is starting to become like my number two favorite is the Batman who laughs I don't know why. I know he's I know he's not a hero, but I'm really getting into that character. I think that is the most diabolical. I th- whoever came up with that concept,
2: Scott just- Snyder.
1: Oh, God bless him on that one. It is I think that it's just something so genius about the B- Batman and Joker basically becoming one. It's just woof. But to be honest with you, my favorite I probably would have to say Spawn. Nice. That's
2: a that's a new one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I really like Spawn. Just growing up with Spawn, it was just like when you start when you start reading Image comics and everything like that because it's like everybody knew DC and Marvel were king, but then yeah. Image came out of nowhere and it's just like like oh, what it, are these what are these like,
2: giant muscles and giant boobs and uh, oh, everybody's geez. got like seventy thousand pockets for their weapons and ammo
1: and oh <laughs> oh the. The dudes had, like, 18 packs. The chicks had tits for days. It was like, <laughs> God, dog. And my Lord. It's just like, what is this? But it was dark. It yeah. was very dark. Like, everybody gets on DC's case about them being dark in, in their movies and everything like that. You want dark? Go to Image Comics. Those are some dark over I think like.
2: Rob's first image comic was a Spawn book, and then I think my first was uh Pit, and Pit oh, was like, yeah. have you ever yeah. read Pit? I don't even I don't even know how long the run was, but he's like this giant dude with claws, and it was just blood everywhere. I'm like, this comic is pretty. Danger f- Girl image? Uh, Danger Girl was a Scott Campbell I'm, creation. Wait, yes. yes, yeah.
3: So I, I have. Three issues of Danger Girl. That's my only. I think that was Jen.
2: Like a was Danger Girl. Same thing with Jen thirteen with Scott Campbell, Jim Lee when they were over there doing all that. But yeah, Image Comics was definitely like hot.
1: I'm sorry, they had this one. It was like this one muscular hero back in our It was. I think his name was Maximum or something like that. He just. He looked like one of those. Like um, I want to say, he looked like one of those guys that. Have one of the like, tiny little wife beaters after he just got out of the gym and everything <laughs> like that with a cape. And it was like, oh my God, this shit's over the top. But then, like I said, you get into watching... Or you start re-spawn and just like how how seedy everything is, how dark city is that? It's just like how shady everything is. Oh, it's just cutthroat. It's like yeah, this is a good read right here.
2: Yeah, uh, they just had like an alternate cover. I don't, I don't remember what issues out like. I think it's like Spawn three twelve or something like that. But like they had this local comic shop um, variant cover and it had in the buildings like list of every comic shop around the nation that was participating in it and it was pretty cool. Sean there was something on um, something I was going to talk to you about. I think I sent you the screenshot of this. Is it comic book news Rich? Is that what that uh, trilogy was from? Is there from their Facebook page? Comicbook.com? Yes. Okay. So Sean since we're on the theme of, of movies and I had the hardest time kind of Coming up with my answers here so you, do you have anything to write down with i know uh, you're yeah notes. i know where you're going with this yes yes i know you, you, you i don't know if you got pen and paper handy I, oh I, I do i'll set this up so essentially they're saying what would be your ultimate trilogy so you can only save three of these trilogies and some of them are not trilogies so it makes it, it makes it a little bit easier so the first row is all the star wars trilogies. so you got the original you got the prequels and you got the damnation that is the last three. Um, okay. The middle row is where it gets a little interesting. You have the Back to the Future front, the Back to the Future trilogy. You have the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You have the Indiana Jones trilogy. So the original three, not that Crystal Skull bullshit. The bottom row is the Spider Man, the first three Spider Man movies with Mr. McGuire. Then you have number eight, which is not a trilogy, is Batman. Batman Returns and Batman Forever. Yeah, because I and don't whole- consider Batman Forever in that. <laughs> Hell no. No. Yeah. So the last one is the Nolan trilogy. So the question is, what three trilogies would you save?
1: Damn.
2: I know, right? I was like, oh Well, how about um, you how about you let him s- spew on that? Rob, what what three are you saving? All right. So I have Stew, to save spew. Did I say spew? Yeah. Ew, sorry. Don't, yeah, don't don't spew. That's new, yeah, that's keep, new paint on the wall there. Don't,
1: don't yeah. spew on that. Yeah, keep it uh,
2: spew in there. So, and Mark, I want to get your feedback on this too. So I have to save the Back to the Future trilogy because Back to the Future is by far one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I have to save the Lord of the Rings trilogy because I still think Lord of the Rings is some of the best movies I've ever seen. Plus there's a lot of, there's just so many nuggets in there. And now it gets really f-ing complicated because I've already... I only have one left and Spider-Man's out. Uh, the The prequels and the, the damnation Star Wars is out. I have to actually remove Batman, Batman Returns and Forever because it's not a trilogy, which, and, I, and I'm making up that excuse because it makes it
1: easier to make this decision. So well, I'm, I, let me cut you off. For why do you yeah. think that's not a trilogy?
2: Well, because I would think of it as Batman and Batman Returns are a double feature and Forever is not connected to it. If Tim Burton... Forever is... Yeah, I mean, they've it made is, certain references
1: is. to the old, like, Batmans and everything, even sure, though it was a I, different I,
2: actor. Sure, I think it's still the same universe. Like, it it takes into account the first two, but I don't mm-hmm. think that – Forever is not connected the way the first two are. Like, they reference – like, Vicky Vale's in the Batcave. Like, they're referencing, like, it, it just happened. So, I don't – and then again, you can disagree. I don't think Forever makes that a trilogy. Plus – if we're going to use that same logic, Batman and Robin is actually part four of that. And it's like, eh, I'm definitely not going down a road. So, it's not part of nothing. Don't do that. Right. It. <laughs> so for me, the difficult question is, do I save the original Star Wars trilogy or do I save the Nolan trilogy? And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a Batman fan at heart, but I also love me some Star Wars. And I have to save, I have to go all out and geek out for Batman. So I think I will save the Nolan but I think there's so much mythology in Lord of the Rings. It it makes up for star Wars. (laughs) That's the bullshit I'm
3: spinning right now. (laughs) All right. I'm going to make it. I'm going to
2: make my picks quick. So I'm saving back to the future. I'm saving Indiana Jones and I'm saving the Nolan franchise. Do- Dr. Rob over here, thank you for saving Lord of the Rings. We'll still be friends when all these things are wiped out, and thank God you saved the Lord richest, of the richest, that, oh. that's, that's bullshit. You're like, Kim is going <laughs> to save that one. Like, no! <laughs> Kim's going to save that one, so I don't have to worry about it. That is the biggest But I get, I've I, ever heard in my life. I get what you're saying about Batman Forever and I get what you're saying Sean where like they are connected if we're tying them together like the Tim Burton universe is separate from the Joel Schumacher but it it is connected just like if you're going to save a trilogy you don't necessarily like every movie in the trilogy like I know that Temple of Doom is sure. like a cult classic now, but like I prefer Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade. Baby. Last Crusade, Last, but like I love all three Back to the Futures. I'm going Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, and Nolan franchise. Show Quitter, do you have your picks?
0: Yep, I definitely save Lord of the Rings because you know it's greatest, my favorite. Some of the greatest Joker. movies of all time. I would also save the original Star Wars because it's it's the original Star Wars. The Nolan franchise. Even though I didn't love the third one, I'm still okay. And I thought they did good things for Batman.
2: I am Gotham's (laughs) Reckoning. Mark, you got yours.
3: (laughs) I'm going with Nolan's Batman. I'm going with Star Wars. The original. And then I'll go the original. The only. And then I'll go with um, Lord of the Rings. That's why
0: Mark's my first friend.
3: (laughs)
2: All right, Sean. All right. Well, did I actually I, did you I guys... spew enough to let you figure it out?
1: <laughs> all all over my face, baby. Um, no, ro- <laughs> I'm really hurt. RoboCop was not part of that. <laughs> that stinks. I'd buy that trilogy for a me? dollar.
3: <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: I love RoboCop, man. I'm sorry, oh. I love RoboCop. What, what? What? What's wrong with RoboCop?
3: i Dick um, Jones! Wasn't it an Orin? Wasn't it what, what, Orion? What was that? The- yes. Orion, Orion, yes.
2: Paul, mm-hmm. oh, over, over, there, over. Wow,
3: Mark went towards the producer. What's wrong with Orion, sir? <laughs> they, that's the same company that made Masters of the, U- of the Universe. Like, that should, I, I think, I'm to sure, sure that... <laughs>
1: Masters is the- of the Universe! I'm sorry, Dolph Lundgren! <laughs> I like Masters of the Universe! It, it gets, it's hulky, and it doesn't stand up. But when you're a kid, and you get to see actual humans, he- he never was called He-Man, but He-Man actually come to the big screen like that. It was like, it, you you had your geek out moment like that. But okay. I just, I, I love RoboCop, man. I, I will not apologize. I'm human. All right. I mean. So Sean saving RoboCop. Right. No, but I'm just saying. And I, I was just playing with RoboCop 3. Dude, if you
2: can, if you, it's like Christmas Vacation. You quote that movie. There's just as many one-liners in RoboCop that I could I throw out at you all the time.
1: <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? It's only in RoboCop. RoboCop. I was being very facetious when I said that, <laughs> though, but because you can't really quote anything from RoboCop two or RoboCop three F-30, at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Say so it's just. Ugh.
2: Listen but, to me. Listen to me. You. <laughs> f-
0: <laughs> H- I, mean, I, got to
2: I got protection, man. I got protection.
1: Protection. <laughs> If you got the right to remain silent. <laughs> splash. All right. But to be fair. Um, You're move, Green. I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> fair, <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, um, I actually put some thought into this one right here. I just listened to you talk and everything. I'm going to have to go with Indiana Jones. I, w- I just, I love Harrison Ford. And I just love that character of there's been so many spent like laura croft or drake from uncharted there's been so many spin-off characters from indiana jones who all yeah. started this um next it would have to be lord of the rings i didn't see any there was not one bad movie out of that whole thing i oh, mean
2: absolutely not yeah
1: the uh, the two towers, Return of the King, of uh, the Fellowship of the Rings. I could just sit there, and you could just sit there, and just geek out on that right there. And eat
0: teddy and,
1: <laughs> and eat teddy gins, and, and smuggle them in too. Uh, I just, I I could sit there and watch, and never get sick of watching Lord of the Rings. And then my last one is the Nolan Batman, because I believe Nolan's Batman personally in my opinion, brought Batman back from the dead. Mm-hmm. After after what Schumacher did to Batman and just made him this neon, nipply abomination, Yeah, it basically, it, that brought the Batman mythos back to life, personally, to me, Agreed. right there. It just, it's something about it. It's just this, we always, growing up, was always like,
3: man, how did, how did
1: he get that back cave? I mean, what, did he have people come in from Syntax on the weekend and build it for? Like, there was <laughs> always, like, that. wonders. I
3: still ask that. <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? We all ask that as kids. Like, how the hell did he build this and not have anybody? Like, did he have workers come in and do it? Like, what happened? And this actually gave, like, his where he disappeared off to, where he learned his martial arts, how he became into his suit, how he got into his. The car. I mean, it just explained everything.
2: I love and the, I think the that's backstory what, when Alfred and him were ordering through shell companies the cow parts and then reassembling yes. them in the back. Like that was sweet. Yeah.
1: I mean, they, the way they brought Lucius Fox into it was beautiful, right that Like almost like the the mastermind behind the suits and everything and the technology. Yeah. I mean, it was just like it's everything that you asked for. I mean, it really. And again, just not, I'm sounding redundant right now, but it just it brought Batman back from the dead.
2: Well, and what and interesting and that's Sean. Lo-
1: it,
2: it was like it made it real. Like if it was it, and you know, some of these superhero movies, it, you know, it looks realistic, but you're like that. I don't think that could happen. But like it, it was it even touched on real substantive issues like um i can't turn my head in this cowl can yes. we do something about that like it was like how can this actually practically happen and it made it it made it believable like okay uh i could totally see this happening like this is what it would take
1: yeah absolutely and that whole fact that when I was going back to man of steel like holy shit there's two dudes up there mm-hmm. it really it brings you back to that reality of Holy shit, there's a dude in the dark taking out criminals. Yeah. It it has everybody Gotham's underbelly is basically scared of this one that's just in the dark. And I think that is it it's like it, it's so cool like that. It's yeah. like uh boiling acid, oh Batman, nothing <laughs> like that. It's just like I mean, just to see that like in the second Batman um Just two or the dealers going to the dude in the car and everything like that, and all he does is see a or just see a shout is like, No, not tonight, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I mean, to instill that type of fear, I think was the way Nolan did that and directed that. I mean, I mean, we can all have our little gripes about the voice and all this other shit. Oh, well, but other than that. I just I, I love it. So those are the three I would personally say right
2: there. Good picks. I agree. All right. So I know you're a big I, I know you're a Toby big Toby
1: McGuire loses his deposit, which I'm so
2: glad about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's spin it a little bit because I know you're really into Funko Pops, but do you have Uh-oh. an all-time favorite toy that you had or never had that you wish you had, or and what is your Quote unquote holy grail toy that we've talked about on this podcast before.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I used to have this and I i love this toy. I don't know why. It's just, I'm a, I'm a dummy, but I used to have this little. My mom bought me this Cyclops that we it's like the old school Cyclops when he had the hood on and everything like that, and the yep. visor. And you press the back of it, and it was like shoot red. It would just light up red, like he's doing his optic blast. It's like nothing happened. It was just like having a red flashlight. It was like ugh, this is nothing. But it was it was always something to me and my. And I get home from school one day and found out my dog basically like chewed the shit out of it and everything. So ugh. it it it, it hurts so bad to lose because I was just like I take that everywhere. That's like, and that's the day I was going to smuggle it into school and keep it in my
2: backpack. I was like, that was his Linus but, blanket. <laughs>
1: do, do you see smuggling things has been a part of my past and my present? <laughs> but I just decided to leave it home one day and then get home and the dog is just, and he's looking, it was like a bad R. Kelly song. Just like, he looked at me and I looked at him and he just like the chewed up toy on the floor and it just it hurt me, but I mean, it is what it is. So that's one of my favorite toys growing up. But I mean, again. Do you know most what, people, like what it was, year
2: it was? Was it like a 93 Marvel X-Men? It was
1: like 91, 91 92, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think that's around the time and everything. Because if it, it, you know what, it, I think it was around 91. It was because we just got a boxer. And uh, we named it the Buster after Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. Okay. So it, it, it was just that little play on a boxer, Buster, blah, blah, blah. But it was, that was, I think it was around 90, 91, 92, somewhere around there where Mike Tyson just got knocked out by Buster Douglas. So around that time. I, I'm sorry. I went on a tirade right there. No, it was it the uh, it was, was it
2: the blue suit with the yellow trunks or was it the blue with the white? X on it. The
1: blue with that white X across it, yes. Or like the X are
3: on his chest or if I'm not mistaken. I had the blue with the yellow trunks and yellow boots. That's his X-Factor costume. Ah, the, blue, the, blue and white. the blue and white is his X-Factor costume.
0: Somebody bought Mark a badass Iron Man figure at the church rummage sale and he just <laughs> Yeah yeah <laughs> yeah mark might not even have to work right now i could have been the best figure ever
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say kim bought him
0: that set. i'm going have to name names but i'm just saying <laughs> you can call really me a really good friend Twitter to find mark. that gem and Twitter mark. <laughs>
1: that really is the i'm not saying but i'm just saying remark right there all right, when it comes to
2: comics, what is, in your opinion, is the biggest publicity stunt that you feel paid off or didn't pay off? Because we know comics are centered around big events that don't necessarily pay off, or they do. Can you think of one particular story arc that you were like, yeah, that was cool, or no, that sucked?
1: A story arc? like, Explain yeah. what you mean by that. Like, that's Superman
2: death of superman or yeah okay something like that
1: i mean personally the best i and this is just me i like i said i'm just a weird asshole when it comes to certain Like, like i love the onslaught um storyline it was a marvel storyline where it, it God, it's been so long since i've read it um but they never advertised it at all but it was just basically like magneto if i'm not mistaken magneto and professor x both like they were creating some art, created art. They didn't even create, but they've got their essence put together right there and created this villain called Onslaught. And it basically was like uh, they were, I mean, he was like the antithesis of Badass. It's almost like Thanos come to life right there. But uh, that's a storyline that I think was never advertised as much as it should have been personally and i'm pretty sure i didn't answer your question at all. no that works that works but, it, it's when it's you remembered. i can't think of anything that i can't think of anything out like what you brought up death of superman that was i mean that was just i mean i've just listened to this uh like a video online about like it was hyped up oh yeah beyond all belief which i don't think uh, it would that,
2: necessarily work in the way that it worked then because of the internet and obviously 24 7 you know constant updates but i think like i don't know if it would necessarily work the same if they did it now but it was definitely big time and if you didn't even read comics i mean everybody knows who superman is you were like what they f- killed the guy yeah so, so like
1: batman for example when batman or uh, where bane broke batman's back right there and they were coming for a new Batman. That was the another thing too. That we, they were advertising like, there's going to be a new Batman. Batman can't, Batman can't do or can't be Batman no more because he's he's basically paralyzed. Yep. and everything so they brought in um azure valley yep, yep. Uh, so yeah they brought him in and everything like that and that was another one where it was like it's almost like a bait and switch kind of thing right there where it was like damn man okay we're getting the new batman but oh okay bruce wayne's back all right well that was short-lived <laughs>
2: right <laughs> all right you guys got any other questions well i uh i want to pick uh sean's brain about uh supernatural but uh all right spin it go so sean i know you uh you know from some other conversations with you you didn't keep up with the show but i know you were a big fan of it early on yeah. and i think you made it uh-huh. like halfway halfway through the series did you did you watch the the series finale and
1: i'll be honest with you no i didn't i haven't even <sighs> been in her but i uh, know just spoiler alert just tell me what happened
2: well I'll have uh, I'll have Rich uh, explain what happened because I know he uh, just watched that. All right. So for preparation of the show, I watched it this morning. Um, I did not watch the second to last episode, but I watched the finale. Long story short, Dean and Sam are investigating a like a vampire nest, and they find it. They execute everybody, but in the process of taking out the last guy dean is impaled by a giant rod of rebar and he's basically hung up on like a pillar and him and sam have to make an untimely goodbye and he's he he essentially dies so dean dies and he goes to heaven and bobby's there and his dad and his mom are you know you don't see them but they're like in a house the the silhouettes no it's like it's like He's in, you know, Texas paradise where he's like, you know, at a nice farmhouse with Bobby drinking a beer and uh, Bobby's like, you know, everybody's here and he's like, well, somebody's not here and he's like, well, time's funny here. So he sees the car. He gets in the car with the original Kansas plates on it. No longer the Ohio plates.
3: Oh, okay. And he's
2: like, just go, just go take a drive. So he goes, takes a drive. And of course on the radio is the, my wayward son song. So you go back oh. to the real world and Sam is uh, moving on. He had a son named Dean and it's just like a really, really quick, he basically ages and he basically dies of, I don't know, in a ho- in a hospice in his house with his son dean and dean basically gives him the same speech that sam gave dean and earlier in the episode like it's okay everything's fine you can go ahead and go then it goes back to heaven and it cuts to basically dean is just now wrapped up his drive in the car and gets out and sam's there so they're together in heaven and i don't know how the f- you make uh, any kind of a spin-off from that ending but it was good well and I think some uh, some important context uh, and I only figured this out listening to Rosenbaum's podcast because he interviewed both of them they were set to finish the show and then COVID hit and they had I believe it was four episodes left mm-hmm. so they were not only about to so the way they did it was like the second to last episode was the season 15 finale which actually ended very well. I was like, Becky and I looked at each other and like, how are they going to, that was a great ending. Like, how are they going to end this? And then the last episode was the series finale. So essentially they went, you know, back to some of the old, um, like they busted out their dad's journal and, you know, there were some references to, you know, what Sam, you know, or what Dean said to Sam and the pilot and things like that. But they they had such a, they had like six six or seven months waiting to finish these four episodes so i i i know they they all have a pretty strong like uh, social media presence and pretty much all of them were in tears but i i don't know like I've, i i it's at least worth watching um even if you're not caught up i think there's nothing that you won't get necessarily but i think the at first i was like well that's a really shitty way for for dean to go but it's like you know what that after everything they've been through it only would, it's like to me it would make sense that you would go out due to a, a a tragic accident on a hunt like and and he said that in the episode he's like uh well you knew it was going to it was going to happen like this sooner or later i mean this is what we do but i don't know it
1: just maybe it's just me and this is and no offense this is why i kind of bailed on the show right here heaven and hell wait wait
2: wait 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 you quit oh oh yeah <laughs> you're in good company with Uh, breaking news
1: i quit
0: supernatural
1: (laughs) (laughs) i second the motion i and the only reason i quit personally because i was really into the show i really love supernatural and just when they brought like heaven and hell into it it was like god this is perfect and then it's like okay, you beat the devil himself. You basically beat Satan. What? There's nothing more you can do. And then it's like, okay, now there's purgatory. And it was like, oh my God, there's more. Like, they could, this is just me personally, I think they personally could have ended it. I mean, Crowley was a great character. Now. I think they could have ended that right there of beating Satan. And then just going on from there and seeing how that, like, manifest from there, but it's just like there. It's kind of why I quit True Blood. True Blood was the almost the same thing, where it was like, okay, there's there's vampires. Okay, there's werewolf. Hold up, there's fairies now. What the <laughs> the, 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 the the why? Why are y'all introducing new things into this and everything like that? And like I said, but just was supernatural, it was this that that is like the biggest thing ever: heaven and hell, the battle between heaven and hell. Yep. And y'all basically, like, said, f*** it, there's more. There's so much more. Like, I do like that idea of the Crowley basically being, like, that underhanded motherf***er and everything that stepped right into Satan's place right afterwards. Like, hey, boss is gone. Hey, I'm the new manager helping this motherf***er half. But it just it just got so repetitive after a while. And the filler episode, I hate filler episodes. I, I can't stand filler and everything like that. I'm like, oh, let's go. Cool. We're 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 hunting down Satan we're hunting down where Satan might have inhabited. But let's do a episode where we go to Ohio and just we investigate this haunted house real quick. It's like no motherf- <laughs> Satan's more important. Go there. After so news
3: is probably a few filler episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh few oh,
1: <laughs> a few? I, I, a few I, I, that's enough to make a season right there with those episodes
2: well and for me like i've never seen an episode so i actually i think becky and i quit the show like twice and you know i was like you know what i i've we watched probably the first six seasons like three times like we really love the early stuff and we're like let's let's just see this through like we were only like a season and a half behind so we finished it but i i quit the show because i was like the writing to me is getting lame like there's only mm-hmm. so many different ways you can do this. So I just kind of got tired and then stopped and then, you know, picked it back up. But it was, I hear you where it's like, I, I guess I just really love the character. And I think, you know, I think you'll appreciate the the last of the, the series finale. I think it was at least worth checking out just because you had, you know, you enjoyed the characters.
0: I'm oh, to go back like, and watch the finale because I just want to think of them together, kicking ass, I hate fighting off it, into the sunset. I don't, I reject that. Right ending. Rich told me she's right I'm on with that. Gonna... Like, like
1: when th- when they killed off Bobby, that was a big thing right there. Like, oh, you you mother, Bobby's gone, and then you bring him back, and he's like, oh, you, don't do this to me, motherf-. but it's just like I. So- on that point, it's like, though, that's why you it's should eight, watch. Like, you should watch the second to last episode, then. Second to last, okay. I'll check. Like I said, everything's so chaotic here, just with the again oh, with I know. and everything like that. But it's just, I've actually just thank God vacations getting ready to come up, so I am going to be the biggest fat ass ever and just sit on the couch and just veg out and get everything I wanted to do for the last like eight, six months. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to pack it into nine days. And just, Kim was right on the head, right, hit it right on the head. It's just like, you want to remember him for doing that. You just don't want to re- see them right off to the sun flood like that. It's just like, you know these characters to be badass characters. And, and Sam is, lives out the rest of his life. I mean, is he doing any type of hunting at all? That's what or is I'm he saying. Just,
0: he just suddenly
1: did he retire and
0: living the picket fence life? Like-
1: he lived the life that
2: he wanted to live before Dean came and got him. I
0: just feel so like my, after my all this, is, you can just go back yeah. to that. That doesn't seem. I That's what enemies.
1: I mean. It's I believe me, I believe in suspension of disbelief. Don't get me wrong, but I do believe like if this was the case too, and like I said, I'm gonna definitely check it out. But I just not to say that all evil's gone in the world and every demon, every everything evil knows about the Winchester boys, and they're just gonna let him live out the rest of his days, right? And not like this, bring back Dean as some type of apparition or something like that to f- with him after years of you guys basically killing us off. And we're just going to let you ride off into the sunset like that. Eat my dick. That's not going down like that. that and that's the <laughs> way I, I would look at it like that is just that would not go down like that. It just, just me personally, just knowing that because they're, they're, they're infamous between heaven and hell. They know the Winchester boys. And just to say that Dean or Sam was able just to live out the rest of his life with no heartache, he was able to have a son, which is nice. But realistically, just watching that show and everything, they want those dead. I mean, well, even if
2: even if Sam tried to go back to uh, the life beforehand, I mean, the the IRS was coming for those boys. (laughs) Credit card fraud, (laughs) years and years of fake identities, impersonating an FBI agent. Come on now. Did they do like a
1: running total, like how many like (laughs) fake IDs that they actually had or throughout the whole season or the whole series like – how many like fake FBI badges, how many? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I think in the, in the last episode, the last episode, they, they did a, uh, one of Dean's other, 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 other phones goes off. And I think they played a little bit of some, uh, humor there. They pulled out a whole bunch of flip phones and sh- there's probably like 15 phones <laughs> or something. <laughs> I-
1: that's what i'm saying it's just like, we said, it, is
2: this is this agent bon jovi <laughs> that's what it was
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying so it's just like if the irs wasn't going to get on demons were going to get them. it's just like there's you can run the gambit of how many people wanted them on right. the, their heads on a silver platter and just just i mean i know what the ending that you're trying to go for but just that well
2: guy. i would say i would say just spoiler alert the season fifteen. this whole conversation was a spoiler alert (laughs) well i know but the season 15 finale so the second to last episode ended the way that i would have preferred the show to end like that was my ideal and that's why i was like what what else can they do so i would just say that i would just say that so all right so who would win sean patterson who is your who would win matchup selection I'm trying to get the guests to get in on this segment. Show quitter, uh, do you have a matchup?
0: Nobody told me to prepare for this. <laughs> she has officially
2: quit the segment. So, um, so I don't know. This isn't really a comic book, but on the same, uh, like, just movies. Liam Neeson's character in Taken versus Jason Bourne. Mm. That's a good one. That's a very good one.
0: Gandalf Ooh. versus Dumbledore.
2: Hmm. I like that one. We've dropped more Lord of the Rings references in this episode than we've ever. There you go, Sean. Pick them. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. I don't have a good matchup. And then you drop that f- bomb.
1: <laughs> oh, with well, no hesitation either. Right.
2: A wizard uh, never reveals his secrets.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, that That is a, that's a humdinger right there. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I would, I guess it's the age old question. Or, and we'll go with movies. We'll go with um, Marvel, MCU's, Quicksilver versus DCEU's Flash. Mm. Flash. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I just, I think the Flash is faster. He can tap into Oh, a shit. Flash. Sean I Patterson got Mark to come to the DC side. Yeah, I know. Quicksilver is very fast, but I think Flash is faster.
2: I think that uh, with the whole uh, speed force and tapping into that and time travel and Quicksilver doesn't have any of those type of capabilities, right, Mark? Am no, I correct? No, it doesn't.
3: Right. Yeah. Well,
1: I, to be fair on that one, too, they really don't delve too much into Quicksilver like anything with Quicksilver, though. I mean, it, I, it's almost like he he's the fastest character, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, in, in Marvel, right? Right, right. So they and they don't they have potential there but they don't like delve in into anything like if there is there anything equivalent to the speed force in Marvel. No. is what I'm getting at. So they don't they don't even get into that right now. They there, haven't found I a think,
2: way to they haven't found a way to rip that off yet.
1: Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest man everything's a ripoff i love both companies and everything like that so it's just like it's almost like trying to choose a kid at the end of the day i know there's marvel fans there's dc fans and everything like that but it's like rosemary's baby you will not have me choose which one of my kids i gotta have killed i like them both oh i love them both
2: equally so on that lovely note i will go with the flash Quicksilver always struck me as somebody who uh, really, uh, a big hurry to go get some hair dye because he looked older
1: than he wanted to. I don't know. Just, just <laughs> throwing it out there. Where's the, the Just for Men's? I mean, I, you know, I hate saying that, but that was just like a right on the spot kind of <laughs> pick and everything like that to defend myself. I, I, <laughs> me, I just... <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, we know who'd win, but I just I feel just with Marvel, they have something there that they can do with one of their yeah. fastest characters in that universe and everything. They've chosen not to even if it is a ripoff I think Quimest away and and then Patterson.
0: I don't know anything about Quicksilver, I- so I'm going with the flash by default. All
1: <laughs> right,
2: so we'll do a we'll do a double matchup yeah. since we've got basically two guests. So we'll roll with so do we we all Say our piece for Sean's matchup.
3: Mm -hmm. So,
2: Flash unanimously.
1: Oh, the y'all sure did. My God.
2: (laughs) All right. So, show quitter Kim, Gandalf versus Dumbledore.
0: Ultimately, I'm going to go with Gandalf. I love you, Dumbledore.
2: Plead your case.
0: I mean, ultimately, I don't really think you see Dumbledore get into too many like BAMP fights. And Gandalf all falls into like the pits of hell with the belrog and comes back, and then he is kind of the hero of the day for Helm's Deep. And yeah, I'm just going with him because he's a little more badass wizardry going on in the movies.
2: I'm gonna go with Gandalf too because Dumbledore was uh, got his wand stolen by Malfoy. Malfoy. So on that purpose, though. that okay whatever. Prophet prophecy aside, I'm gonna go with Gandalf. He is way more badass. I'm gonna agree
3: with you. He seems to be more powerful, and I don't know how lot. I don't know a lot about Dumbledore. Mark never watched a single Harry Potter movie. (laughs) Never in my life.
2: (laughs) You're missing out, bro. (laughs) Rob, what'd you say? Uh, Well, to continue on my earlier point, I I think Lord of the Rings is still some of the best movies ever made. So I'm gonna go with uh, gonna go with uh, Gandalf. I think a better question would be Gandalf the Gray or Gandalf the Light. Doesn't matter.
0: Obviously, Gandalf the White.
1: Like leveled up, leveled up. What up? <laughs> All right, Sean. I would. I. I mean, I'm in the same boat as Mark. I mean, I. I have seen the Harry Potter movies, and Dumbledore just seems like a just a lovable peepaw and everything like that. He do, <laughs> he, he does. I mean, Gandalf. Gandalf was badass when he was Gandalf the Gray, and then he took it to another level or leveled up and he was Gandalf the White. So, Gandalf, hands down.
2: Nice. So, two unanimous who would wins. I like it. All right. So, Sean, really, really do appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for all of your kind words in the inf- infamacy. Is that the right word? Infancy. Infancy, like a- Infancy and development of this show. And uh, I look forward to more of our two-hour-long phone conversations. So, thank you, sir. Oh,
1: Oh, thank, thank you, you for, for joining us me. tonight. Love you, Sean. Oh, thank you for having me. Love you too, dear. I just, thanks for, I know I was a little reluctant coming on and everything, but I mean, this was actually pretty fun. I mean, I, I sound like one of those like cliched assholes that say, well, it was so fun. We did it. But I am, um, I, I'm actually happy I did it.
2: Hell yeah. So thank well, you
1: guys for having me.
2: I appreciate you always promoting your friends and you're in the midst of some crazy stuff and you still have time for your friends. So I appreciate you coming on, man.
1: Well, you, as you guys know, I always, you are like family to me. So I will always make time for you guys.
2: All right. Another great episode, guys. Until next time, this is Rich. This is Mark.
1: This is show quitter,
3: Kim.
2: This is Sean. And this is Rob. And we really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. uh, Yammer on once again, Uh, please um, like subscribe, uh, leave some comments on your podcast app or platform of choice. And we, again, You can send us an email or you can check out our Facebook page. Oh, and also, if you want stickers, uh, just shoot us an email uh, with your address. We obviously wouldn't put that on an episode. So that you can get yourself some cool uh, holographic stickers to put on your your vehicle or, you know, your best friend's back or, you know, your laptop or your dog's license. You know, whatever you want to do. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to this RMR production.